Betrayed. Welcome back to The Betrayed. I'm Gina Beck. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate y'all, especially the reviews on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot. Yeah, and like always, thank you for the continued support, the continued engagement, and the hashtag BananaCats. How are you, Drew? I'm well. How are you, G? I'm doing good. Just messing up our intro ten times in a row, but doing well. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Some, I, one day I'm going to have to do a collection of some of the stuff that gets cut out before we edit. Just so people our bloopers? Yeah, our, yeah, exactly. Our bloopers. Some of them are pretty hilarious. That's but funny. I think I'm going to start this one off. This, it's, uh, this article's a little bit older, and I'm kind of shocked... We didn't talk about this. Um, when I sent it to G, she didn't seem like she recognized it, and I didn't. But this was from back in July, and I got this from PIX11 out of New York. Death of Staten Island man found with I Touch Little Girls written on body ruled a homicide. Tompskinville, Staten Island. The death of a Staten Island man whose body was found Monday with the words I Touch Little Girls scrawled on it has been ruled a homicide, officials said Wednesday. Officers found the man lying shirtless and unconscious in the first floor hallway of the Tompskinville building this morning after a neighbor reported it. Police initially said he had visible injuries to his face and he was pronounced dead at the scene. The medical examiner's office on Wednesday determined the man died from blunt force trauma to the head and torso, confirming the death was a homicide. I Touch Little Girls was written on his chest, with what appears to be black marker, police sources told PIX Tuesday, it also the words, I take dolls in my room for girls ages one to five was also written on his body. In this article, it says the man's name wasn't released, and I'm going to link the other articles. His name was actually Robert Rayner, and he was about 81 years old, I guess, and he actually had quite a arrest record. He had 24 arrests to his name, but the record did not suggest um, him being a weirdo. And his name does not appear on any online registry for, you know, the weirdo offenders. But of only four of the 24 arrests have been unsealed, and two were for assault against his girlfriend in 87, a third in 92, and a drug possession charge in 96. Um, he apparently was living with female relatives, some of which who had kids. I just, uh, I find it strange that there's no updates on it. Like it came out in July and there's, there's, there's nothing else. Like did the cops, is there more in that arrest record that yeah, he was a weirdo and, uh, they're just, you know, justice served. They're just not going to put money into it. Or I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Right. And the, that's how a lot of things go is either the media doesn't talk about stuff or if they do, there's not much of a follow up or there's no like, I don't know. There's no like really, I feel like new big, more of a news story after that. Right. Yeah, especially when you like, I mean, you know how much I like to actually dig for In the news eyes, right? In the news eyes, though. Yeah, and I. Not in our eyes. We like to know everything. Well, yeah, but I use a a website called ground.news, and they are kind of like an unbiased source that you can put a link in, 
and it mm -hmm. shows you like political leaning, how many people are reporting it. And I've searched for, I don't know, the last three hours before we started recording, trying to find anything with an update. And I couldn't find anything past uh, July 21st. There's nothing. Yeah, I wish they cared more to give more of updates on stuff like that, because it'd be good to know, especially in that community, know what happened to that guy. Yeah, well, uh, well, we'll make sure that we leave links that I found. I found three, and I found the the third one actually has like some weird conspiracy around it, saying that like a home care worker may have been responsible, but it's from a really like gossipy website, and I couldn't find anything else that referred to it. But there's people on Reddit talking about it, but I I don't know how much truth there is to that. But it's an interesting read. Yeah, and it it's crazy. It just it shows that things like this, it really does happen. And maybe you didn't hear about it because it's not that big of a news story, unfortunately. Yeah, it's kind of a, like I always say, we have a pretty sick society that focuses on some pretty weird stuff sometimes. Oh, it's so crazy. And, you know, on uh, a little off track, but on Hulu, there's this show where it's like it shows the scenario and it lets you decide for yourself if you think they are guilty or not i've only watched the first one and it was a boyfriend who had killed his or a husband sorry who had killed his wife in front of their son because she in this is his words had done drugs all day, all the time, all day, and didn't have her fix, and was aggressive and hitting on her. And there was footage, or him, sorry, hitting on him. And there was footage of her hitting on him. And then he had grabbed the pistol and then shot her three times. Interesting. And, that's kind of a cool take on the way to tell stories, though. Kind of right. like the audience, kind of. That's that's kind of cool. And it shows a bunch of stuff, and then it shows the outcome, but it also lets you decide if that is the right outcome or not. And it's a whole like season. So I've only watched the first one, but there's a ton of different scenarios. And maybe if a good one comes up, we'll talk about it later on. Absolutely. Well, the next thing that I wanted to talk about, this has been, I mean, I, I see this everywhere and I love seeing, you know, stories like this, uh, just going everywhere, you know, because sometimes they don't just like the story that you had just mentioned feel like it didn't reach many people and there was no follow-up but i hope we get a follow-up on this especially because so many people are interested in this a father murdered daughter his daughter's boyfriend right for like selling her into st now if you guys don't know what st is i'm gonna be able to tell you what it is but I'm going to be able to say it without making YouTube mad. So, S, you guys all know what that is. And then trafficking, right? You guys obviously know what that is now. So, ST. Well, he's in Washington State. This is really why I want to talk about it, because I'm in Washington. And he's been charged with murder. So, I guess he found out about this. And this is all allegedly because it's still an investigation and they don't know for sure if the boyfriend had 
put her into ST, right? Well, the Spokane Police Department arrested John. His, num his name is John. He's 60 years old. And after the body of a 19-year-old Aaron was found abandoned inside a truck. So police said that they responded to a call about a foul odor coming from an abandoned vehicle. This happened October 22nd. Real recent. Right. Very. Several individuals told police they believed a body of a deceased person was located in the trunk, and police verified humans' remains that were found in the vehicle. Uh, Spokane Major Crimes Unit identified the body as Aaron on October 29th, and John was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. This is one of those things that I think where the uh, people get divided when you talk about the subject. And we're uh, big fans of a particular individual that has some pretty cool t-shirts that we'll link. I'm not going to say the phrase because uh, <laughs> it seems to get you banned from everywhere. But we can say cap and it's not the way the kids are using it nowadays. It's a different cap. Right. But we'll leave a link. You guys can, you guys can figure it out. If uh, this 19-year-old really did this to this man's daughter... I personally, maybe he should have like community service and like an like an anger management class. But I don't know if he really did anything wrong. That, I know people are gonna be like, but but it's murder. And I'm like, well, if he knew for a hundred percent fact this guy was doing this to his daughter, I can't blame a man for going way beyond for his daughter. I I just I can't. Right. I mean. I, we'll find out because this is a a big investigation. Everybody in Washington's talking about it. It's kind of like I don't think people will let this go until they find out what's going to happen. Well, and if it flips the other way, where the you know the kid didn't really deserve it, I mean that's absolutely tragic. You know, I mean, I, I my sympathy goes out still to all the family members on both sides. I mean, that's tragic to lose anyone, but. Uh, if he is guilty of that, like I've said many times before, I'm a big fan of the trash being taken out, and uh sounds like it might have been. So in here, it says, you know, a very detailed description on how Aaron was murdered, and we're going to link that in the description below if you want to read those details, but... I guess he had no recent criminal history or violent criminal history before this incident. I don't know if that matters or not. Sometimes it does, especially to a jury. And he was booked into Spokane County Jail on a $1 million bond. And I guess we're just going to find out. Wow. That's pretty, uh, it's a pretty huge bond. Um, right. That's so a hundred. 100 grand they got to put up or something like that for him to get out mm. and i had posted this article uh you want me to read some of the comments yeah so some of you guys have given your opinions and let's read them it says if everyone did this there would probably be less of this crap Someone said, uh, that was Donna, Donna Hopkins. Shane, Alex, uh, 
Alexon said, well, why is he in jail, though? At most, it's a crime of passion. Simple assault. Accidental homicide. He should get 10 years probation, bracelet for one, some anger management, a medal, and put on as a consultant of these detectives investigated HD. I agree a lot with that statement. Aja said he should be pardoned. Uh, Lisa said it's not right, but as a parent, I can't blame him. Samantha said, oops. Nate said, free the man. Sue said, good. Zoe said, where's his GoFundMe page? <laughs> so people are really supportive. People want to help him. People have his back, which so do we. That's not surprising. Uh, like Chris, not all heroes wear capes. A lot of those comments. Chad, give him a medal. So Reminds me of, uh, I can't remember his last name. His name is Gary. He's the man that shot the man that was uh, abusing his own son and he did it on camera um he's the original cat he served almost zero time he he did go to jail for a while because when you even if you like a home defense like situation you're gonna have to go to jail if you defend yourself and the person dies it's just what's going to happen. That's why they have lawyers for all that type of stuff. Hopefully they've got him this older man. Cause he said he's 60, 60 mid 60s, something like that. He's Hopefully 60. he's not really sick and they're not because generally American jails are pretty cold, pretty, you know, somewhat disease ridden. Hopefully he doesn't get sick before his trial and stuff like that. But Maybe enough evidence will come out and they will, they'll pardon him or something like that. He'll get 10 years community service. Yeah, and if it is true, um, he says that he found out that his daughter was being ST'd out of Seattle. So if you have children or you live around the Seattle area and you're a young woman or young man even, you know, you never know, just, just be aware and stay safe and... You never know. You never know what can happen. Yeah, like she said, be aware. That's the, the key thing. Is and I don't want everyone to walk around paranoid and stuff like that. But if you you notice something weird, don't brush it off always, especially these days. Yeah, just I I guess be mindful, especially of the people around you. I know when I'm out in public, I don't I don't really like think about danger, right? I don't think about that. I'm not like paranoid either. But when I see children out and about and say I'm like in Walmart or Target or in a a thrift store anywhere and or even like driving and there's children on the side of the road like I am just I like to be aware of their surroundings. You know, like okay, are they with their parent? You know, I'm just walking by, making sure like they're good. There's been times where a child was on their own looking for their mom and I helped them look for their mom. You know, sometimes you're just put in these situations and cross paths. You just don't ignore things. You just, hey, are you all right? Where's your mama? You know, just things like that. You, well, you're it's, not... like, it's like that old saying, what is it? Like it takes a village to raise a child. Well, we used to be, we used to all look out for each other's children and stuff like that. And yeah, it doesn't have to be a weird thing. It's just, 
just making sure, you know, in a nice way that yeah, everything's yeah. all good. Because sometimes kids get lost. Um, or kids, you know, joking around and are running around the store or, you know, a park. Or you just want to make sure, like, parents are always nearby. Things like that. Absolutely. That's good advice. I think we're going to end it on this note. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. If you're listening this far, make sure to like, comment. Let us know that you're enjoying the podcast. Leave us reviews. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And iHeart. And iHeart, all of them. (laughs) Love y'all. Peace. Banana Cats, much love. Peace.